good, everybody? We are back. I am Michael Alimo. I'm here with Julian Osius, and we are the spectators. What is popping, everybody? How's everybody doing? So, um, we got something a little new for you guys. Yes, sir. We um we put on we tweeted out uh, last week, and we said, hey, uh, we want to know what you guys want to yes. hear us talk about. Yes. So we said, send us any questions you have. Um, with the whether, hashtag, yeah. ask the spectators. And whether it's a, a question that you have about a sport or something you just want to hear our take on, we wanted to hear. Yes. So here we are. We got and, we got uh, some questions and we got some takes for you. We got a lot of interactions from you guys. Yes, sir. So cool for that. Appreciate everybody. So and looking forward to a lot more. Yes, sir. So we are going to start with, these are all from Twitter. So at Kale Newton, shout out to you, Kale. Um he asked us, is the punishment for the Astros enough? I say absolutely not. Okay. I think it was the biggest slap on the wrist that um, they were scared to really just drop the hammer on them. And since the Astros copped out and just admitted to, yeah, we did this, whatever. But all their interviews after just like the guiltiest things and just like yeah we did it so what we got away with it and then there there was some news that came out relatively recently that was um i guess the players were just like hey can we get a deal they got a plea deal kind of deal and so they're like if you guys just tell us everything nothing's gonna happen to the players and so that's kind of why like the rings are still there and no suspensions to players happen, which I get, especially if they offer that. Of course, you're going to take it. Yeah. But I don't, like, think, I don't, the, I don't think the NFL but... or the MLB. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I don't think the MLB should have offered them anything like that. No. Uh, like you giving a cop out to cheaters. But. You should have dropped the hammer on them and just made it that nobody ever again even thinks that, oh, this is a good idea. We should do this. Yeah. No, kind, of, just... kind of an L, honestly. Yeah, so but... I'm... I'm not excited to see what happens with this because considering the punishments, I wouldn't be surprised if more teams end up doing it. So, um, Kale came with a couple more questions. His second one is Drew Brees a top 10 or top five or even a top three QB of all time. What do you think? Um, this is a wild one. Um, for me, Drew Brees, this is also from Kale. Um, Kale, I know, is a big uh, Drew Brees in the 40... Or not 44. <laughs> you're right on now? it today, I'm boy. on one right now. He's a big Saints guy. He's a really big Saints guy. So him and I have always uh, had some jabs at each other with mm-hmm. the whole Vikings-Saints little rivalry they got. But I think Drew Brees is a top five quarterback of all time. I am hesitant to put three because there's guys with more accolades, mm-hmm. um, you know, less yards, less all that. Different era, so less yeah. yards makes sense. Um, but in terms of like impact and just making a team good, Drew Brees has been as good as it's been since I've been watching the sport. And the only reason that I don't have him above Tom is because, you know, Tom was just a bona fide winner. Yeah, in my eyes, I don't think anybody is it's above Tom. I, I'll give him number one. But, um,. I, I have Breeze in the top 10, obviously, but I don't have him top 5. I have him sitting just outside top 5 at number 6. Okay. And uh, his stats are there. I just think if he could get one more ring in there, 
that automatically puts him in. It felt like this was the year for that. Too. Yeah, and this year, last year, year before. Yeah. He he's been knocking on the door. He's been right there. So yeah. I have him just outside looking in, but he he's very very up there. Yeah, um, I for me he's top five, but he's probably like four or five. Definitely not top three, because yeah. I I got like Tom Payton, Montana. I have that same top three. Um, Marino, Favre somewhere up there. You got them that high. Marino is definitely the top five for me. Okay. Um, I think Marino is probably the most talented quarterback to ever play a game. Okay. Um, Rogers is somewhere up there too. I think Drew is higher than Rogers for me personally. Okay. But not by much. Yeah. Um, you know, but it, it's kind of, they're they're kind of jumbled in there. Um, but definitely top three for me are Tom, Peyton, and um, I forgot who I said. That. Montana. Montana. <laughs> I just said a lot of names. Dude, I'm on one right now. Oh, yeah. But, and then one more question from uh, Mr. Kale Newton is, what is your favorite niche outside of mainstream sports? Um, it's de- very different for me than it is for Brooklyn, I'm pretty sure. Um I'm a really, really big sneaker guy, like a really, really big sneaker guy. So much so that I have a podcast yeah. <laughs> about sneakers, not another sneaker podcast. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Jake Willard. Um, shout out to everybody who was involved in, in making that podcast. Go check it uh, out. That that was a dream of mine. We hope to start that back up soon, but that's besides the point. Uh, Kale knows this, but who whoever doesn't, I'm a really big sneaker guy. I have been for the better half of the last decade or the majority of last decade. Mm-hmm. And, um, I hope to keep that going. That's, that's something I really, really yeah. love. And I, I love to show my, uh, my personality through my shoes. Definitely. And Absolutely. That, that's probably my favorite thing. Yeah. Um, mine would probably have to be music, man. Ever since I was young, music has just been something just integrated with me from family friends just chilling at the park arguing about jay-z lil wayne biggie everything like that and it's just stuck with me ever since man and it's one of my go-to there's barely a time that we don't got music just bumping in the background or something just it's a vibe and all it is I'm trying to expand my reach of music. Who's who's your favorite ever? Top two. <sighs> Top, Top two, two ever? Quick. Oh, quick. The quick. two you thought of. Um, I gotta put Drake up there. Okay. Drake is um just, just drizzy, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's not much else you can say about that. Mm-hmm. Um and probably Hove. Oh, oh Hove. Okay. Yeah. I like Dri- that. Drizzy I like and that. Hove. I like that top two. Yeah. I was expecting a Biggie from you, but but he's I'm sure he's there. Somewhere. Biggie's up there with top five. Okay, and cool. I was debating quick like that with yeah, Biggie and Hove. But I'll I'll do Hove. Cool. Very cool. Very cool. So um we got another one from at Eric underscore seven with two I's and two K's. And uh this one right here, we were actually uh debating last night at our boy Tarek's house. Mm-hmm. Who's the greatest basketball player? Of all time, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? And we were getting hot with it last <laughs> night, man. It was about like six of us just going nuts, going back and forth, man. So, um, who you got? MJ so, or LeBron? So, I kind of have two answers here. Okay. My, my real answer is LeBron's the best basketball player of all time. Yes. And I do think Max Kellerman had a really good argument about this one time that kind of I kind of resonated with me. There's a difference between the best and the greatest. 
And when you think of greatest, that's somebody who has the accolades, the achievements. Mm-hmm. Um, great is, you know, a pretty profound word when mm-hmm. you really think about it. And so to be the greatest of something, it means you are kind of larger than life. You have all these, again, the accolades, the, the yeah. respect, the, the, the known, the, everybody knows about you. So I think the greatest would be Jordan. But the best and most talented is LeBron. Absolutely. I think LeBron is as dominant as anybody has ever been. I mean, he went to nine straight finals. No, eight straight. Eight straight finals. Four with the Heat, and then right after that, four with Cleveland. With the, with the Cavs. And he didn't win. <laughs> he didn't win eight of them. He didn't win six of them like Jordan either. And that's why a lot of people... That's the main reason I feel like a lot of people yeah, are still that, on this. Yeah, that's their go-to argument is 6-0 in the finals. 6-0. How can you beat that? And you know what? You're, you're right. Yeah, it's a good argument. It but I, I do think longevity has a lot to do with it. And LeBron has been in this league almost 20 years now. 17. He, he's, he's getting there to 20 years, and he will. Yeah. He might uh, even go past 20 years. I think man. he will, too. I think he's trying to play with his son. Oh, him and Bronny are definitely going to be out there hooping. So... um I think LeBron, he's going to have an unbelievably long and an unbelievably, like, there's not going to be much fall off. I mean, people said, people were really trying to tell me last year that LeBron fell off. He was hurt. LeBron's the best player in the league right now. He was having a great year before that Christmas Day game. Yeah. And then gets hurt and then comes back. And obviously, you're not going to be playing at the top of your game when you just hurt your groin. Yeah. You can't do that. And the Lakers were probably going to make the playoffs. So they were trying to say, oh, LeBron didn't make the playoffs. He goes to L.A., blah, blah, blah. Western Conference is too tough for him, this, that. Man, give LeBron a whole season like he's doing now and let him dominate. Besides steals, which LeBron's very close to passing MJ, LeBron got every stat, even in the playoffs. Yeah. So, And, you know, stats only tell a part of the tale. Part of the story. But in terms of dominance for a long time and in different ways, I mean, LeBron has gone from the athlete that goes in and dominates just getting to the rim to learning how to shoot the three to being a defender to being a triple-double machine like he is now. Mm -hmm. He's done it in different ways with a multitude of different teams and teammates. And I just think it's LeBron. I mean, I didn't. See MJ play live, but I'm gonna go with LeBron. All right, so next question we got is from at Brooklyn NRL. She asked, "Will Tua actually return to full form in the NFL?" So this is this is an interesting one because this injury is pretty brutal. They they weren't sure if he was gonna walk again. Yeah, I hope he does. I think if he gets fully healthy and can actually play the game again and isn't scared, I think he's going to be really, really good. Mm-hmm. Will he? I don't know. Um, we've seen kind of evidence for both sides. Uh, you know, you've seen Derrick Rose kind of come back and be pretty productive, but then you've seen Jabari Parker not. Yeah. You've seen um, from quarterbacks, uh, I mean, Alex Smith never played again. He's retired. Yeah, he's his, his retired was now. tough though. <laughs> um, Teddy Bridgewater has though. Yeah, he's back. So, so you've definitely seen uh, the two sides of the coin, and I know they're different injuries, but slightly. Um, will he? I'm gonna say yes, and if I he agree. does, I'm gonna say he's gonna be great. I agree. I do think it's gonna take a couple years. 
just to like get his footing down and Mm -hmm. really get that confidence back to perform at a high level. So I don't see him starting right after he gets drafted, but he will uh, after a couple years. Oh, she has a second question. A little segue from that one. Where would you draft him? Uh, five Dolphins. I think he's. Yeah. I think it it, it's a, the one that makes sense. I don't. I don't think it. Yeah, it should be the Dolphins. I think they need a quarterback, and I think they want to get a want. Uh, Josh Rosen's not the answer, even if he's a talent. He's not the guy I want. So, I'm gonna go with yes to the Dolphins at five. I agree. Uh, one more from Brooklyn is uh, not this Brooklyn, but Brooklyn RL <laughs> at, at Brooklyn RL. Um. Oh yeah, where would you draft him? Okay, never mind. Um, no, Jeff, right here. Um, best halftime acts of all time at the Super Bowl. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, it was. It was a tough one too. That's a pretty good one. I had to go back and really like look at all these. So off the top of my head, the the Justin Timberlake one was phenomenal. Um, which one with the nip slip or the, with the nip slip? Because oh, it's classic. It's gotta be the nip slip. It's classic. The the <laughs> most recent one was okay yeah um bruno mars has been there twice and he was amazing both times mm-hmm. and i remember prince's being like give me goosebumps no those are the three because you know I, i've only seen so many no. but those are the three that i think of and i'm like oh yeah th- those were those were good those, those were real good i would say probably uh Bruno Mars and the Red Hot Chili Peppers at Super Bowl forty eight. Um, Michael Jackson at Super Bowl twenty seven. I remember that being a wild one. Just tore the. I've know. actually never seen that, so I don't even know. Yeah, I remember a lot of people talking about it too. Uh, Prince one was dope, but <laughs> the the Janet Jackson. The Janet Jackson is a classic. And there's just so many people on that one too. Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake, Pete Diddy, Nelly, Kid Rock. Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. And it's iconic. So, what more can you ask for when it comes to that? Also, I'll give my, um, what is it like a like a runner up kind of award? Um, the Lady Gaga one. I remember when she jumped <laughs> off the top of the building, and we all kind of just thought, like, did she just kill herself? <laughs> we were just like genuinely concerned if Lady Gaga was okay. Yeah, and she was thankfully. And thankfully, thankfully. <laughs> shout so, out Lady Gaga. I remember that kind of <laughs> being like, whoa, oh. But yeah. So uh, here we go to another one. At Nick Rinaldi 22, are the Nationals and Yankees the undoubted favorites to be in the World Series for the next few years because of what's going on with Houston, Boston, and Los Angeles? I'm going to say no. Okay. And the only reason I say no is because I don't think the Nationals are going to be favorites. Mm -hmm. I think they should be favorites, but I don't think they will be. Because the Dodgers have a really, really talented team. Yeah. And despite whatever is going on there, if they get Mookie bets or not, whatever happens with that. I don't see Mookie going to the Dodgers. Just whatever yeah. happens with mm-hmm. it. I think they have the most talent in the NL. Yeah. Uh, their pitching staff is on par with the Nationals. It's obviously a little bit less, but Bueller is a stud. Yeah. Um, so it's it's comparable. Um. The Nationals should be, yeah. I think, but especially since they just won it all. But I, uh, I'm, g- I'm gonna say the Dodgers, and then I'm gonna definitely stick with the Yankees because that Garrett Cole acquisition was um, big. I disagree. Okay, I take the Yankees obviously because we've been up there and we've been making moves to keep us up there. 
Um, I'm going to say the Nationals are still up there to be the favorites because they still have pretty much the same team from the World Series team. But they've also added a lot of good players. Starlin Castro, Eric Thames, um, the reliever. Can't get his name off the top of my head. But they've added a lot of people. They got one of the best rotations in the league. It's probably the best. Probably the best. One, two, three. And I got them still being the uh, favorites out of the NL. But if they don't, I got somebody from the NL East. Because in my opinion, I think the NL East is one of the deepest divisions. So you like the Braves, huh? The Braves are trying to make moves, too. They just got Ozuna. They got Youngcore. Phillies, you see what they're doing. The Mets, they're trying to make a move. The Marlins, I feel like even if they like make a few tweaks, like they won't be head of the division, but they'll be competing. Got so I think uh, they're the deepest division. So I got Yankees against Nationals or the NL East okay. for the favorites. I can get behind that. I can yeah. definitely get behind that. Uh, at King Barnes 1 asking, how do you think Joe Burrow will do in Cincinnati if they draft him? Uh, is And then I'm going to kind of combine it. Is Joe Burrow the best college football, I'm assuming, quarterback of all time? Um, I think Joe Burrow is going to be a stud. Yeah. I, I think, and, you know, you see these college quarterbacks, and they look great in college, mm-hmm. and sometimes you're not sure. I think this one's a pretty safe pick because you've seen him kind of grow from – Bench player, betting on himself, transferring. Yeah. You know, ending the, ending the season on a few games last year, mm-hmm. uh, winning a ball game. Yeah. And then coming into this season, just confident. And it, it's hard to have that confidence when it hasn't been instilled in you the it last really few is. years. So that's something you just have. Yeah. Um, he got that confidence. He has the talent. Like, it's there. And I think more than anything... The NFL is all about having pocket presence. If you can yeah. have a pocket presence and know when it's collapsing, know when to escape, know when to stay, you're going to be really good because yeah. you'll be able to make reads better if you Absolutely. just have that feeling. Absolutely. And he has that. I mean, you watched yes. it in the national championship. When the pressure was getting there, he was kind of... Yeah, he's out of there. He's going to skirt real quick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is he the best of all time? His singular season... Is one of the best of all time. Yeah, I'll give you. And on one of the best teams of all time. When I the thing the people that come to mind Vince Young, mm-hmm. Tim Tebow, yep, Cam Newton, yeah, those are like the three main ones that come to mind for Absolutely. me. And then like Reggie Bush. Um, well, not quarterback, but yeah, I know, but yeah. just <laughs> of all time, yeah. um, I'm gonna say, yeah, I I think a second ago I was gonna say no, but. I, this was an impressive season. So I'm going to say all around, best yeah, college football quarterback season of all time. I'll say yeah. I got to agree with that. Like maybe the most explosive was probably like Manziel. Or like Winston. Or, yeah. Like the, there's, there's, there's better. There's been great like seasons, but breaking the touchdown record, doing what he did, 15-0. I mean, the team was great. He and they played great. teams. Yeah. They played some squads. So... Uh, I agree with you. I'm going. Uh, yes, he is one of the best college football quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, and and I'm I'm putting my emphasis on the single season because yeah, there's no one and done culture here. So yeah. he was obviously an older older. Now, guy. in a sense, for him and LSU, one and done. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So yes, yes, he is. Um. At Johnny Sun Gaming, will Eli Manning make it into the Hall of Fame? This is kind of a 
I don't know if this was asked before or after he decided his retirement. Um, but I'm going to say, yeah, I think Eli is a Hall of Famer. I think his playoff numbers mm-hmm. alone kind of get him in there because I think he has the most yards ever in a single postseason. And I don't think it's close either. I think he's like two or 300 above the next guy. And that was the uh, the first Super Bowl. And, yeah. you know, he's he's won games with not great defenses in the playoffs, which is really, really hard to do. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the defenses were playing well, yeah. but they weren't particularly good defenses. And he's never, like, you know, he's had Jeremy Shockey and stuff, but he's never had, like, one of the higher-end wide receivers during those runs, at least. I mean, he's had Odell, but they weren't good with yeah. Odell. Like so Martin when he made the runs, he didn't have a Larry Fitzgerald. He didn't yeah. have somebody of that nature or randy moss or something like that 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 tom brady by the way did have yeah um i think so i think he's a hall of famer now off of his numbers i say no he is not a hall of famer but you get two super bowls beating one of could have been the best team of all time uh 18 and 0 new england patriots and then again being Tom Brady and the Patriots for the second time. I Off of the strength of that, beating the best of all time twice and going down as a Tom Brady killer where you hire the hitman and he will take out Tom, he does get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you got this one. So, at that brown peckerhead, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about Jeter being voted... into the Hall of Fame. Don't care. I don't care. I think getting everybody in a room at any point in time to agree on something. I mean, we can't even do it on here, and it's two of us. Yeah, that's 367, I think the number is. So to get everybody to agree is really, really hard. And I just don't think it really matters in hindsight. I think the first one mattered, and it happened to the best person it could have happened to, the best reliever of all time the last 42 yeah i think that's amazing Mm -hmm. jeter could he have been unanimous yes would it have changed much i don't particularly think so i don't think anybody looks down on jeter because he missed one vote or anything he's a hall of famer and that's the important thing at the end of the day does it matter no but is it just like... Is it petty? Is it petty? Yes. Yeah, the guy was petty. definitely a Boston fan. <laughs> he was definitely or... like an athletics <laughs> fan or something. Or an so athletics it, player. Yeah, probably Jeremy Giambi's like <laughs> long-lost <laughs> cousin. <laughs> Still mad about the flip play. But uh, yeah, like it's not too big of a deal. Like you're still in the Hall of Fame. You're still one of the best to do it. But it's just like one vote. That's all you got to do. Just do it. Make it 100%. Now... If that guy's name ever comes out, he's going to be that guy that just, yeah, I'm the reason that Judah didn't go 100, 99.7 all the way. So it's just petty. Yeah. But yeah, it, do, it doesn't really it, matter. It doesn't matter. But shout out to Judah for making the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. The captain. At Nick Heimberg. Uh, shout out to Nick Heimberg, old roommate. Big shout out. Shout um, out. Is James this is a funny question? This is funny. Is James Harden the NBA Jameis Winston? No, he's not. he's not. He's not. And the only reason I say he's not is because Jameis is like that explosive guy. But I don't think 
on a bad night, Harden hurts his team the way Winston does on a bad night. <laughs> I think when Winston is playing well, the Bucks could be the best team in the league. <laughs> and I think more often than not, he's not playing well or he's playing mediocre, and he's hurting them as yeah. equally as he's helping them. And Harden just doesn't do that. Like, the in, worst thing Harden could do is, is like, miss shots. A lot of them. Like, the other night he went, what, one for 17? Yeah. Like, and that, that's tough. That's, that will make your team lose games. But, but I also think the way they're kind of built, they can also kind of get around that a little bit. Yeah, because you got other pieces. Jameis is, like, the centerpiece. That and a quarterback's more important than yeah. a star NBA player. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say no just because I think yeah. Winston hurts the team significantly more than Harden Absolutely. ever does. And I think Harden helps the team significantly more than Winston ever yeah. has also. Just because they've gone to playoffs and like won playoff games. They haven't won the big ones, but they've won games. Yeah. And, um, and we'll see this playoffs of adding Russ does anything to yeah, it. But but yeah, I-, I also think Jameis is an anomaly that deserves a 30 for 30. Yes. Um, we're from Florida. We're from Tampa. Jameis, we would love to talk to you. Yeah. I, I love Jameis Winston. I think he is the most intriguing man on the planet. Yeah. Besides, it's like him and Jay Cutler. They're just oh, like no. cut Jay. from the Not same Jay. cloth, but <laughs> the different sides of the cloth, definitely. Yeah. Um, they have all the talent in the world. I, I love this question, though. Yeah, this, this <laughs> it is was amazing. One. This is a good one. And for our last question for this one, we're going to do more of these. So if you guys enjoyed this episode, definitely... Just tweet at us anytime. Ask the, hashtag ask the spectators, and we'll kind of archive it and uh, get you another one out. As on Twitter at underscore the spectators, and it doesn't necessarily have to be about sports. It doesn't have to be about it sports be at about all. It could be about anything. Just life questions, music, yeah, cars, I, just yeah. what you like, like to like eat. Like the one Kale asked us about niches outside. It can be about yeah, that. So anything like that. Feel free to range outside. Yeah, but for our last question, at vanilla underscore bear, what? Or how does the MLB combat giving player long-term contracts to players who deserve them? And I, I'm assuming this is coming from the Mookie Betts kind of deal that's yeah. happening. The Red Sox, they want to stay under the salary cap. Mm-hmm. There's not a salary cap. The um, luxury tax. Yeah. And the way they can do that is by getting rid of J.D. Martinez, who just resigned. Yeah. Or getting rid of Mookie Betts. And these are two phenomenal players in the peak of their careers. Yeah. Mookie Betts is an MVP from 2017, so not very long ago. And they're thinking about trading him. And there's no other sport like this. No. Where you just trade an MVP. And there's also another guy, Nolan Arenado. Same deal. He's not an MVP, but he's never... He's won a gold glove every season he's been in the league. He's a career 300 average player. Could be one of the best defensive third basemen ever. I think he's in the argument for the best third baseman ever. I mean, yeah. he's, he's there. Yeah, he's definitely there. up there, and he's still very young. And these are two guys that are potentially getting traded because they want to you know, stay under the cap. And it's just really bizarre. I don't know how they combat it. I think the best way to do it is to just convince these GMs and owners that and I don't know how you convince him or anything like yeah. that. <laughs> but, and I mean, you've seen stuff like with Chris Bryant kind of on the same boat too. Um, you just got to take a leap of faith and you got to point your finger at superstars of this league, like Derek Jeter, that have stayed with their team for the longest time 
and the fans love them and they're immortal in the eyes of their fans or like even Ichiro who didn't even stay in in a Seattle for his yeah. whole career but he was there for so long and he means so much to the fans at some point that you get this guy who's larger than life even though he's not the most talented in the world you, nobody's ever going to argue that Jeter and Ichiro are like the best players of all time yeah and I mean, you could really argue that Mookie Betts is more talented than both of them, but it's debatable. Yeah, I'm not gonna go out there and say it, but like you know, what I'm saying <laughs> yeah, like it's it's I, like I get what you're they're comparable things. Yeah, and so you just kind of take you got to take a leap of faith on a guy that you think could resonate with fans and become that despite championships, despite MVPs, despite whatever they might do. Ichiro's never won a championship. No, and. I mean, he's immortal. Yeah, he's, he's immortal. Everybody knows time. Ichiro. Four thousand hits. Everybody knows Ichiro, and so, and everybody loves Ichiro. But you think Mariners Ichiro? Like that's the that's mm-hmm. the, the click. Yeah, it's not for Yankee fans. We go <laughs> Yankees for the Ichiro. year we had him, but but you're, you know he's a Mariner. Yeah, and you just gotta really hope that GMs can kind of look at those as the positive ways instead of like. Oh no, but we're gonna spend our money on some guy that's not good. Now, if you don't want to give the long term contract, but still want to give the money, I'm not saying 14 years. No, those are ridiculous. But but I mean, like a five year would an opt out for like another three, four. Sure, do it. I, Condense I, I the money. Really, yeah, and I really it out think like that. eight years, nine years, even ten. Like those are reasonable. They're See, they're long commitments, but they're reasonable. Yeah, I really don't even like going to like eight, nine, ten. But like, if it happens and the players that caliber, like Gary Cole, did we want to go that long? Probably not. But when it's the best player on the market and that is your underlying need that needs to happen, you're gonna do it. Yeah. And then when the guy has been raised in your program, you you kind of gotta throw yeah, it down homegrown. The you you got keep to. the home cooking. Everything yeah. tastes better when it's made at home. Yeah, because the grass good. isn't always greener. You got another guy who's like, oh, I want him. He looks better. He's gonna produce on the field. He's gonna do all this. Mm-hmm. Got better numbers, but that ain't the city for him. That the fans don't want him. Not gonna embrace him like whatever player yeah. is homegrown, and just not gonna hit them. It's not gonna hit the same. So to answer it, I don't know how they're gonna combat it. It's tough, but I think they really should figure it out because this is a GM problem, and I don't know rich yeah. people talk. Yeah. But hopefully soon. But. Yeah, it's it it is really odd yeah. to to see MVPs or potential MVPs or Gold Glovers perennial um, in trade talks yeah. in the prime of their career. It's just odd. I don't like it. I don't think it's good for the sport. But it's how it be. It's how it what be. it is. So. Uh, probably just the only way you can combat it, lower yields, more opt-outs, mm-hmm. bigger money in the front end, and stretch it out on the back end. Mm. So, again, thanks, for, thanks everybody for listening. Thank you to everybody on Twitter who asked us uh, these questions. They're pretty good. Yeah, we're looking um, forward to more of them. Uh, just, again, send us whenever you want. Uh, we'll tweet about it to kind of remind y'all, but, you know, if you got a question and you're like, I want to hear what Brooklyn and Julian have to say about it, just let us know. Send it Send out. Let us know. Send it. Follow us. You know. At the whole underscore nine. the spectators on Twitter. And the spectators on And if you got SoundCloud. any friends that are interested in sports, just be like, hey, I got a little podcast. They might have bad takes. But you know what? That's what we're here for. They might have bad takes, but so do we. Yep. So.
you know, share the love. Yep. But thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you have a good one. Later.